Well, good morning. Welcome to Sheltered Daily in His Word. We are so delighted that you have chosen to join with us again on this wonderful, beautiful Friday. I tell you what, the Lord has been so good to us. It's, it's just wonderful to see that despite all that's going on, all the things that are happening, the Lord has just moved in a miraculous way in our lives. We have been hearing testimonies of the goodness of the Lord, miraculous ways in which He has blessed and touched and I'm just so delighted, so thankful today for the way He has moved in our lives. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join with us, whether you're in your car or you're in your living room or maybe washing your dishes. I always say that because I know people have to do that. Those are just everyday things you got to do. But whatever it is you're doing and you're just bringing us into your life right now, thank you for taking time to just share with us as we're sheltered daily in the Word. This morning, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. And again, let's just give the Lord thanks. We have much to be thankful for. And even though that we know that things are, are different than what they are, we, we, we've been kind of teasing one another and saying this is kind of like our new normal. Uh, but, you know, this is a, a difference than what we've had before. But you know what? God's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let's just give him thanks this morning and honor his name as we praise him. Father, thank you for the wonderful opportunity we have today to come together and share. Thank you for being with us, and thank you, Lord, for answered prayers. Thank you, God, for blessing your people, and God, for helping us to be a light in the midst of darkness. God, moving in all the different ways that you do to see your hand at work, God, as we are, are just open to what you're doing, how you're blessing us. Lord, there are times when we have been put into places that you have divinely appointed us for, and I thank you for those divine appointments. I thank you, God, for the times that you've blessed us and, and how that you move in our lives. Thank you for our families and for our children. And I know, Lord, that uh, even though we, we heard yesterday that uh, school is closed uh, for the rest of the year, and, Lord, I know parents are, are, are wondering how that, that's going to affect them, I thank you because I know that those kinds of things, God, the simple things in life, you still are working. So, God, today we thank you for that. Today, Lord, we just ask you to bless our time. Bless our time in the Word. Let it be a nourishment to our spirit man today. God, as we go about our daily routine, let us be reminded of how much you love us. That we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, today, I'm going to talk about uh, doing a little... We were in, I was in devotion this morning, and during the prayer time, uh, I heard someone say this, that God is allowing a reset to take place in our lives. And I thought, wow, that really resonated in my spirit. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. And I just want to talk about how to reset your mind. Uh, we, we went through the, the, the seven deadly knees. And uh, so here it is Friday. And I thought, what could I bring to you that would uh, help you to, to just really uh, begin to look to the, to the weekend? This weekend is, is Palm Sunday. This is a great day in, in church history. It's a great day for the church world because it is the day when Jesus rides in uh, triumphantly. Everybody cries out, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. And, you know, I, I am uh, uh, just blessed by that because I know that it's going to be a great time. And I tell you what, I'm looking forward because Pastor James, one of our bishops here at Jubilee Worship Center, is going to be sharing the word. And his beautiful wife, Shante, is going to be sharing in, in the word and song. It's going to be, it's just going to be a great day uh, on Sunday. But until we get there, we want to just take you to this. And let's just Let's just learn how to reset our minds. Uh, let's look at the Word of God in Proverbs chapter 4. It says, be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. 
Do you ever, you ever uh, ponder that? How you think shapes your thoughts, shapes your lives. Uh, research indicates that most people speak at the rate of 150 to 200 words a minute. That is unless you're a preacher. Eh, it could be a lot more than that. Uh, or if you're Puerto Rican, because I've been around some Puerto Rican folks that speak Spanish. I'm telling you what, they can speak words like, I don't even know what they're saying. Uh, of course, I can't understand all of it. I pick up a word every now and then, but it's amazing to me how quickly we can speak and carry on, you know, those things. But there's an internal dialogue that goes on. And uh, that's when we speak to ourselves, what we call self-talk. And I, I saw this the other day, and I thought this was really good. It's just for those of you parents that are at home. It says, if you see me talking to myself this week, mind your own business. I'm having a parent-teacher conference. Well, I bet some of you parents can relate to that right now. Uh, this idea of self-talk. You know, one of the things I found out about self-talk is most self-talk is negative. Whatever the circumstance is, whatever's going on, a lot of times, you know, we have this, this self-talk. We're talking to ourselves. And it's weird how that a lot of that self-talk is, in fact, negative talk. And, and, and I want us to, 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 to listen to that because those are the thoughts that we're thinking. And sometimes we think out loud. Uh, you know, Job said it like this, uh, though I am uh, in the right, my own mouth will condemn me. Though I'm blameless, <clears throat> he will pronounce me as guilty. I thought about that. Wow. You know how uh, I can, in my own thoughts, my own thoughts can cause me to think, ne say things negatively about myself. And I want you to think about this following statement. God is more interested in changing your mind than he is in changing your circumstances. Think about that. God's more interested in changing your mind than he is your, your circumstances. A lot of people want their circumstances to change, but can I, can I just tell you that if you change your mindset, that it can do a reset on your circumstances, you'll see your circumstances differently. So I want us to, I want us to do that. I wanna talk about how to reset our minds and, 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 and what we need to do. So resetting our mind is, is key to experiencing real changes. I've said this time and again, change is not change until you change it. And most people think that their mind, uh, you know, that their mind controls them and, and, and it's true. I think a, a lot of people don't realize that actually it's the other way around. You control your mind. You control, you can control your thoughts. Your thoughts are, are, are something that you can get a hold of. And, and I, I like what Proverbs says when it, it tells us is be careful how you think. You need to be careful how you think. Here's the thing. You know, your mind is a, battle, is a battleground for sin. In fact, if you look in Romans chapter 7, it says, I love to do God's will so far as my new nature is concerned, but there's something else deep within me that is at war with my mind and wins the fight and makes me a slave to sin within me. In my mind, I want to be God's servant, but instead I find myself still enslaved to sin. So there, there is this aspect that we have to look at where sin and the mind is a battleground for sin. See, the mind is the control center for peace and life in your life. Uh, Romans 8 says that if your sinful nature controls your mind, there's death. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there's life and peace. Think about that. So being renewed in my mind means more than just changing the way I think it, it, about God or about Jesus. It also means to change the way you think about your own defeats. 
The Bible says in Philippians, let the same mind and attitude be in you that was in Christ Jesus. And, and when it goes on to say, who for the joy of the cross, he endured it. In other words, he set his mind to make the best of what was going on. So it's important for you, and, and, and there's three things I want you to, because you have three choices every day that you need to make. The first one is this, you need to feed your mind. You've got to feed your mind. You say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, if you think about it, your, your mind is like anything else. You know, you feed your body, uh, you eat, you do those kinds of things. But you, you really do need to learn how to feed your mind. Matthew chapter 4 says, uh, people need more than bread uh, to eat for life. They have to feed on every word that God speaks, every word that proceeds from God. So you, how often do I need to eat the word? Well, think about it. How often do you eat? You know, we have breakfast, right? Because it's a break fast. It's when we break the fast from our night sleep. We wake up, we have breakfast, then we have lunch, then we have dinner. And uh, if you're like a lot of folks right now who are at home, it seems like you're wanting to eat all the time. Uh, so the reality is, is that you need to feed your mind morning, noon, and night. At least morning, noon, and night. Uh, I'm reminded of Daniel who the Bible says he, he prayed three times a day. He went three times a day and prayed to God. And I, I think that it is important for us to do that because uh, like the psalmist said in 119, he said, you know, early will I rise and cry out to the Lord for help. And because he's put hope in the word in my life and the Lord, how I love your word. I think about it day, all day long. And I love that where he talks about hope. He says, you know, I, 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 he puts hope in your word. Hope is something that we need. We need hope. right now. Boy, if there's ever been a time we need hope. It's right now. Uh, so I need to start out my day uh, in prayer and in the word, I need to hit it in the middle of the day. I need to be listening to it. I know, you know, when you're in your car or wherever you might be going to work or you're at work, you need to you need to constantly, constantly allow your heart to be fed through the word. Why? Because again, your mind is a place where sin can uh, bring destruction. Something else you need to do, you need to feed your mind because you have to be free from destructive thinking. Your mind needs to be liberated. Your mind needs to be delivered. Your mind needs to be released. Why? Because you are a prisoner to your thoughts. And, and, and you're a prisoner of the things that people have told you that simply aren't true. So you have to, you have to liberate. You have to be free. You have to free your mind from the destructive thinking. Uh, if you look at, at Romans chapter 7, look at this word. It says, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. So, so here he's saying, he says, you know, uh, and think about this. Have you ever found yourself doing things that you really don't want to do? You know, I, this is the thing, you know, when I want to do right, you know, I, 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 I want to do right, then I find myself not doing right. When I set my mind to do, but, but so I have to fight I have to war against this thing that goes on inside of me. And there is really, literally, a battle that rages inside of me. But the Bible also says that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So then if I, if I am allowing God to help me to renew my mind and I, and I fight against that destructive word that comes against me and I realize that the word of God is in me, it's going to, it's going to change the way I, I think it's going to liberate me. It's going to deliver me from those things. The other thing I think you have to do is you have to, you have to focus your mind on what is right, on right things. Now think about this. 
if you will. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8, keep your mind on Jesus Christ. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3, it says, Consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your own soul. He says it like this in Ephesians 4, Let the Spirit change the way you think. Change the way of thinking. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, look at this. It says, Though we live in the world, we do not wage war against the world, or as the world does. <clears throat> the weapons uh, that we fight are not the weapons of this world. See, he's talking about the mental battleground that goes on. He said, our weapons have divine power to demolish strongholds. And I think it's important, if you have your Bible with you, open, just circle that word strongholds. <clears throat> this, is, this is the lie the enemy brings to your life. These are the strongholds that you fight against. These are the, this is the stuff that's going on in your mind. Our weapons have divine power to demolish them. We demolish every argument and pretension. Why? These are the arguments that the enemy brings. How many of you have ever argued with yourself? I mean, honestly, have you ever argued with yourself? You know, you have these thoughts, this stuff comes to you. And you're thinking, man, you know, why am I doing it? You don't need to do this. Oh, you should go ahead, go ahead. How many times have you been tempted? How many times have you had to wrestle over temptation and over things like that? Why? Well, see, who, who are you fighting? What, who are you really fighting in your mind then? What is it? Well, if you look at Romans chapter 7 again, the Bible tells us that I wrestle against my sinful nature, my old nature. It says that I see in my body a principle at war with the law of my mind, taking me captive to the law of sin that dwells inside of me. So I have this sinful nature I'm dealing with. Not only am I dealing with a sinful nature, but I'm really, I'm, I'm literally dealing with Satan himself. I'm fighting against him. Now I'm not talking about, no, don't, don't get the wrong idea. I'm not talking about the guy in a red suit with horns and a pitchfork and all that. No, I'm talking about Satan himself, who often appears like an angel of light, who often comes as a sheep in, as a wolf in sheep's clothing. You know, we have to be careful of this because this is where, where, where the struggle lies. And, and so the Bible says, be sober, be vigilant for your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion walks about seeking someone to devour. But then we also have the system of the world that we're living in. You know, we live in a, a sin cursed world and the world system is not favorable to you as a believer in Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, I'm thankful right now because of where, because the church is outside the church walls. You're out there in, in the public arena. You're out there in your everyday life. You're out there in your neighborhood. You're, you're staying at home and, and maybe you, you see a neighbor passing by or something and you talk to them. And, and of course, always with six foot distance, right? Because you have to social distancing. So, so you're, but you're out there. And, and here's the thing, the world system, he, he said to us, uh, uh, First John says, don't love the world. Don't love the world or the things of the world. Now, it doesn't mean don't love people. Now, there's a big difference. He's talking about a system. He said, don't get, don't get caught up in this world system because if you love this world system, if you're, if you're attached by this world system, then what's going to happen is, is that you're going to be so enamored by that and so caught in to those things that that world system is going to draw you away in its own lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, the pride of life. Boy, there's three things you got to watch out for. This is the very thing that even Jesus himself had to conquer. The lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Those are the things that we conquer. How do you do? Well, you know what? If you set your mind on the right things, you know what? That, those, those things will change. See, the battle starts in your mind, not in your behavior. Let me say that one more time. 
the battle starts in your mind, not in your behavior. Your behavior is a response to what you're thinking in your mind. So if your behavior is negative, if your behavior is fear, if your behavior, is, if that's where you're at, if that's what you're, how you're acting, it's because that's what your mind is thinking, all right? That's what's going on. And you have to bring those thoughts captive by the power of the Word of God, pulling down those things. That's what the Bible says. The way you think determines how you feel. How you feel. The way you think determines how you act. Now, watch this. If you want to change the way you act, change the way you think. If you want to change the way you feel, you have to start, you must start with the way you think. Think, act, feel. Say it. Think, act, feel. If I want to change the way I act, change the way I think. If I want to change the way I feel, you've got to start with the way you think. It always comes back to the way you think. How's your thought process? What are you thinking about today? What's been on your mind? Why don't you allow God to do a complete reset? Why don't you allow him to come in and just take hold of those and bring those thoughts captive? Let the word of God come into your heart, penetrate deep. There's a connection between the heart and the mind. I'm not talking about the heart organ. I'm talking about the mind. Think about this. Let God reset you and let him do something unique in your life. Would you pray with me right now? Father, as we come to you, first of all, I want to thank you because you have given us your word. And your word is a light to our pathway. Your word, oh God, is a lamp to our feet. Your word, Lord, have we hid in our hearts so that we would not sin against you. So that, God, the word is what we need to renew us every day. So today, Lord, as we move through our day, let us reset our minds. Maybe we've been thinking on fearful things or wondering what's going to happen tomorrow or weighing ourselves down by those things. God, today, we just want to reset our mind. Let us, God, by your word, your word comes to us to bring healing, to bring life, to bring hope. God, to remove fear. Your word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides asunder of both joint and marrow, and it's the discerner of the thought and the intent of the heart. So Lord God, let the word today, let the word change us, God, because how we think, God, is going to dictate how we're going to live our lives today. So I thank you for that. I just give you praise, God, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for joining us today in Shelter Daily in His Word. I just pray God richly bless you over the weekend. We look forward to coming back to you again on Monday. We will be back again just to share a wonderful word with you. God bless you and have a great day.